everyone, and welcome to another Scots We Hate podcast. And today it's all about the Dumfries and Galloway Arts Festival, which uh, in good news is back. So I'm delighted to be joined by creative director of the festival, Melanie Purdy. Hello, Melanie. Hello. And also Neil Gore from Townsend Theatre Productions, who are involved in the festival with uh, Talking Horse, which he'll explain more about in a moment. But hello, Neil. Hello. So, Melanie, can you start by giving us an overview of the festival? Of course. So um, this year's festival is really kind of looking at a reflection from all of the work that we've done in lockdown, particularly since last year we had to cancel the festival uh, due to COVID. Um, since then, we've really had to look at how we deliver work in the future and obviously adapt and thrive within that. And one thing that's really come out as a really positive um, thing of COVID and during lockdown is through our commissions offer, where we actually commissioned a number of young people as well as local artists to make new work, um, either in their, you know, from working in their bedrooms to going outside and exploring spaces and places across the region. So historically, we'd always kind of with the festival really look to bring in work on a national scale to the region in order to influence local artists. But really this year, we we're looking through what local artists can can do and achieve and bring and really providing them with a platform and particularly over digital a national platform to be able to say this is who we are this is what we can offer and this is what we can present so for this year's festival we've really kind of focused on Dumfries and Galloway as a region in terms of its sense of place sense of geography sense of the work that's coming from there and the vibrant scene and artists um, that are coming from the region um, by kind of having a bit of a you know hybrid of digital as well as outdoor performances that people can also choose to watch either outdoors or um, in the comfort of their own homes just allowing for people to feel be able to react to what they feel most comfortable to do given the fact we're sort of coming out of covid and wanting to engage in culture but also kind of having the choice to do that. Um, so this year's festival is really exciting for us because it's meaning that we can really um, sort of really hone in on what the work is from the region. Yeah. So that's where the theme Hey Day Me came from of, you know, we don't need to travel out of the region because we have everything that we want and need here already. And we're really making a stamp on that to be able to show the rest of the, you know, anyone internationally and nationally through digital what we can do and what we can achieve. So it's a really exciting year for us to be able to champion local work and to be able to move forward on that in a very celebratory, celebratory way. That's really interesting, that kind of idea of almost flipping the focus from having people coming to actually saying, no, no, we've got uh, the talent right here. And is that something, as you say, that was, you decided was a, not a reaction to COVID, but was decided as a, was the 2020 festival going to be very different? Put it that way. Was it going to be following what had happened previously? And was this change one that you felt was um, a reaction to, to the last year? Sort of a mixture of both. So last year's festival included a, bringing a lot of sort of theatre works to the region from national companies. We have, um, you know, large outdoor spectacles happening. But 
actually I think really given the fact that we've really connected with a lot of local artists through lockdown through the commissions digitally it then allowed us to go well who's making work still in an out in an outdoor sect in an outdoor way a really interesting way to be able to kind of naturally make those decisions to say okay this is what's right at this current time for us to feel safe to be able to give that platform and particularly to support local artists and to sustain them to be able to deliver work um so it it kind of felt like a natural decision really which was something that um it's quite a privilege to have rather than a kind of we have to make the decision to deliver something but it through the consultation with artists and particularly through consultation with our young people it felt right yeah absolutely and i think we can go into that a bit more um later but neil if i can bring you in um how have you had to adapt and tell us first of all tell us about your involvement in the, the festival well uh Townsend Theatre Productions are a national touring theatre company. We, we tour to uh, uh, small, middle-scale venues up and down the up and down the country. Um, and um, uh, obviously, with uh, with COVID, uh, it, it created uh, issues. So we couldn't tour. We couldn't do what what we do. So we had to find alternatives. We had to think outside the box. And uh, one of one of the solutions that we we felt was. Uh, was 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 appropriate. An appropriate approach was to create our own venue, a create a venue uh, that could then that uh, an an adaptable space that could then tour uh, and attract audiences in. So it's it, <laughs> um, so it's a, it's an outdoor venue. It's uh, an outdoor venue made up of a, a horse box oh. and a, and a large tent. The horse box is the front of house. It's the box office refreshments, and then the the tent. Which is a bright red and yellow, um, uh, small big top, I suppose um, you, you could call it. Um, houses the the theatre, which is uh, got, it's got everything there: stage lighting, sound, and, and so forth, and seating, of course. Um, and it's a, 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 a it's a, it's outdoors. Uh, it can be enclosed, but it's outdoors, so you can leave the sides out. So effectively, it's an an outdoor venue, which is ideal. Um, and uh, with Social distancing, we found that we can get uh, around about thirty people uh, sitting comfortably and safely in that in that in in that space. So it's, it it was our reaction to uh, the 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 COVID crisis, really, and how could we continue to create work for the venue, but also encourage uh, other community groups, uh, other professionals into the space as well. So we've, we've, we've set up uh, uh, one or two um, partnerships with uh, organisations across the country uh, to present to present work uh, outdoors in the Talking Horse venue. And uh, and one of these one of these partnerships is with the uh, uh, D&G Arts Arts Festival. So that's 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 how it's come about. <laughs> it's interesting because I think it goes to what you were saying, Melanie, about including the whole region, which is something when I was looking through the programme that really struck me. Uh, Neil, you're going to be taking Talking Horse to Annan, uh, Stranraer, Dumfries itself, and then Castle Douglas, is that right? So you're really, you know, kind of moving across the region. And, and Melanie, how important was it to have uh, at the festival um, reach all parts, if you like, of, of Dumfries and Galloway? 
extremely important. It is a, a vital, um, a, a vital thing for us and our ongoing future as a festival. We've always um, brought work to the region through our Arts Live programming, which is our uh, rural program, which is year round outside of the festival, as well as during the Arts Festival, we'd always aim to try and take work to all four sections of the region. Um, but really this year, it felt more important than ever to try and get work to be closer to home, closer to people's neighbourhoods and spaces that they felt safe to go to, spaces that they knew, but also not only through the talking horse, there's also the pop-up performances that we have happening in public spaces and places so people can recognise that we're still here, we're still here to engage in arts and culture um, and that, you know, things are on your doorstep. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if anyone uh, from the area or even visiting you know, there, there's there's something for you, I think, um, across the board. Um, if people come to the Talking Horse, Neil, what kind of thing, without giving away any spoilers, are they uh, going to uh, expect to see? Oh, well, um, that's, uh, well, uh, we haven't been part of the programming, but uh, I, I can tell you about the show that I'm, I'm doing. I'm uh, at uh, Dumfries and Castle Douglas. I'm doing uh, a one-man version of of uh, ragged trousered philanthropists the the the, uh, the obviously the the classic book um uh, and an adaptation of that it's an hour-long uh, version with, with with me performing uh telling the story and performing all the characters uh so that's that's a two of the four uh touring touring places we're going to um, um other than that i think there's there's a fair bit of music i think I'm, i think i'm right in saying um, Mel, there's, there's quite quite a lot of um local musicians and singers and so forth but uh, mel can fill the de can fill fill in the detail on that uh, if that's yeah something. we've we've been we're delighted to be working in partnership with townsend theater and the talking mm -hmm. horse to deliver it but really we've kind of driven forward some of the programming um which does include um obviously music acts including from young artists and performers um, who we'd regularly engage with, including Kate Kyle, um, Katrina McGee and uh, Liam Russell. Um, but we also, along with many others, but we also have some other theatre performances from local artists and acts, um, which include Lot 52, um, as well as a dance piece um, and we also have a magician called Brandon Barrett, who's a young artist who is just absolutely brilliant. So we do really have a real mix of art forms there. And you can come along and you can either see one or you can hang around and maybe see a couple. Um, but really, it's that, it's that variety that we wanted to ensure that we had an outdoor space, because that's usually what we'd have through our programming. And it's great that we'll be able to use that variety within the Talking Horse venue. So it kind of encapsulates the festival in that sense. Um, one, first thing I want to say is I'd love to see how you squeeze the ragged philanthropist into an hour. That's uh, <laughs> impressive. <laughs> uh, but also, when I was reading the programme, Melanie, um, that's what struck me was the, the diversity. You know, you've got dance, you've got comedy, you've got theatre, you've got music. And um, I mean, I know, because um, I, I try and cover uh, music with Scots Way, but the amount of fantastic musicians that are in uh, the Fries and Galloway region, and I think people don't maybe realise it. And it made me think, mm -hmm. I think in general, it's a region in terms of the arts that's often overlooked. Or do you think that's not the case? 
Yeah, I mean, I'm still sort of, it's really exciting for me because I'm still, I know a little bit about the region and a little bit about the artist, but I'm really starting to really get my head around it all, um, which is exciting. And I think particularly um, what I've noticed from being in this role is that there's some really exciting world-class artists mm -hmm. that are within this region. And there is that often tendency for them to be overlooked because they come from a rural area rather than the central belt. So that's what was really exciting for us in terms of the digital element of what we're doing, because it is really putting a pinpoint and look at these world-class artists coming from this region and, you know, they are regularly touring or they're going to, you know, America, Europe, et cetera, but there's not that gravitas there really, which is kind of surprising. So it's, it, yeah, it's a great opportunity for us to be able to put that pinpoint in this year to really sort of bolster that reputation for our region. And I wonder if you think that, this is to both of you, that you think that actually, if there have been positives of the last year, it's that people have made connections that they maybe previously haven't and they've maybe you've been able to find again for me it was mainly with music but also with writers that um because people have been forced online to either give readings or to give performances or things like that they've actually found a different audience and perhaps with a festival like the one you're putting on they can then come out again with this new, bringing this new audience with them, bringing these new fans or these new people who are interested in the arts with them. Definitely. I think what's great about digital and particularly um, what I found with working on other digital works is there's a, there's a whole other level to engaging with work in terms of being able to watch our live gigs or being able to sort of watch stuff at your leisure almost as an iPlayer sort of catch up um, means that people are, are we're connecting with people on a different level in terms of accessibility in terms of region-wide but we're also getting a lot of people who would say I was interested in going but I wouldn't want to go on my own or I don't quite feel comfortable I'm not quite sure it's for me yeah. which is why our entire digital program this year is pay what you can so you can decide what you want to pay to try some stuff out and to look at things and to to see stuff and you know if it's not for you it's not for you but at least you're 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 looking at stuff but I really do feel passionately and, and actually really advocate that there is something for everyone within our digital program as well as our outdoor our outdoor stuff so it is, it is exciting for us for the, all those different dynamics to consider and I was going to say I do think we need to I, th I, th I think there's uh I think it's it's time now to get back into the theatre <laughs> to yeah. see live stuff because I think it, it, it's it, it's it's it can be frustrating because it's not the same experience when you when you when you see things uh, on screen. Um, but um, I mean, it, it, it has been good for opening doors for kind of uh, establishing new links and so forth. But I think uh, I think many people are really hankering after that live experience yeah. that live interaction they, they they want to see people again in 3d i think yeah, more than anything else <laughs> uh get that element of entertainment back and group uh, you know i feel like you've got a, a group of people around you um enjoying and uh, enjoying something you know <laughs> oh absolutely and i completely agree with that and i think um and we can maybe talk about this a bit later that theater has probably been hit as hard as anyone in terms of yeah. uh, you know the covid situation but I do think you will find that um, maybe someone who originally is from Dumfries or Galloway or whatever, and is in Australia, suddenly can, you know, get, take part. And it's that idea of taking part, I think, which is um, a, 
there's been a, a shift that, that you can then do this um, in a different way. And I think that's what you're offering. It's probably a good time, Melanie, to talk about how people can watch and get involved or, you know, turn up or whatever, because there are different ways of doing it. Yeah, so for our online programme, um, what you can do is visit our website. Um, you'll be able to scroll through our programme and um, whatever you'd like to go and see, you click book now and uh, that will take you to our hosting platform, which is my player. Um, and you book your ticket and we have a range of different tickets, which are, um, we actually have a free festival pass. So we have up to 12 um, small micro commissioned works, uh, which are available to watch for free. It also includes um, a BBC production made uh, by the Battersea Arts Centre and the Beatbox Collective of Frankenstein, um, which is a really exciting film. And that's on as part of our free festival. Um, we also have a, a digital festival pass, which you can pay what you can for, a minimum of £10, um, which um, you can gain access to the entire digital programme. But you can also um, access uh, different events, um, anyone that you'd like, dependent on uh, what you'd like to see, for pay what you can in total, so you can try some different stuff out. Also for the talking course, we have, um, tickets that you can buy online through our website as well um, for individual events, Talking Horse. And you can either buy tickets there or on the day at the box office. And all of our tickets are five pounds, but if you're two adults, it's a slight discount of eight pounds to come and see the work. Um, yeah. That sounds oh, in addition, sorry, yes. I forgot to say. In addition, we have um, accessibility. Um, in terms of access, we have a BSL request system. So if you're deaf or hard of hearing and you'd like to come to one of our, um, come and see one of our pieces at the Talking Horse, then you just get in touch with us. We do have a hearing loop, um, which you can tune into. In addition, all of the works online are subtitled. Um, so, and also some of the live performances are BSL interpreted, but all the information in terms of access is on our website. And I think that goes back to the previous point is that there's an accessibility which perhaps wasn't there previously that, you know, people, a wider range of people can uh, um, take part, which I think is fantastic. Um, but going back to uh, theatre, uh, Neil, it, it must have been a terrible year the last year and the idea that you've not being able to get out. I would imagine it's not just exciting, but quite emotional to be back out there and, and taking the stage again. Yeah, it's great. It's, it's, it's very exciting. Um, I've already done um, a handful of uh, ragged trousers philanthropists uh, across the north of England recently with, uh, with the rural touring circuit there. So it was great to be back. Uh, great to see, you know, you know the, the, uh, the whites of an audience's eyes again. Um, uh, but we've just um, and we've also just been to uh, down south, been down south and, and produced a new a new piece of work called Farewell Leicester Square about Britain's first black bus driver. Um, we did that um, at, a, at a, a festival in, um, in in Watford and Bedford. Uh, and so it was really exciting to to get the venue up and out there and, and, and attracting uh, audiences back to live theatre which is, is is really good it was a, it has been a has been a, a, a tricky year on lots of levels but everybody's had to kind of uh, be adaptable they've had to rethink how they create work how they produce how they present work um and i think um it's probably hit, to be honest it's probably hit, hit the bigger organizations harder uh, the bigger the bigger theatres where they've got you know large buildings large 
members of uh, large numbers of staff and and having to uh, cope with all those all those immediate uh, issues uh, before they can even get on to the, the the thought of what can we do um to to keep work going um but uh, uh everybody's everybody's trying everybody's trying everybody's uh, setting up outdoor theaters from pit lockery down to down, down to york and and uh, you know so it's it, people are are wor working really hard to 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 give that um audience the 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 live buzz you know so yeah and I mean, I guess after having to, Melanie, after having to cancel, um, you know, last year's festival, similarly, it must be just hugely exciting to be able to, to work with the artists again. I think, you know, it's, if the last year's taught us anything, it's that the arts need the audience and the audience need the arts. That's absolutely vital. Definitely, definitely for all of those things, but also to sort of go back to what Neil was saying, it's, it sort of feels really exciting that we can still deliver something in, in, in amongst this pandemic and that we're, you know, obviously like every arts organisation where we're really trying our best to try and ensure that we can deliver everything, it's manageable, it's safe for audiences, safe for artists, but there is that still feeling of with the talking horse and with the theatre royal shows we're getting that taste of what it was before and there's that feeling of oh you know we're just desperate to get back into theatres but it is it is exciting that this year it's kind of almost like ripping up the rule book of what we usually do and sort of really experimenting and trialing so I think it, it sort of balances out really in terms of the excitement is you know yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I went to I went to my first exhibition um, last last week week before in Dunoon and it was like a big day out it was that idea of going somewhere to be in a space and uh, you know there was no um, performance aspect of it but even so wandering around seeing people's artwork listening to their music seeing their film and all that it was just like yeah this is this is why, you know, what we do and why we love it and all of these things. And it was so exciting because I think um, yours was the first festival that I like on the scale that it is that I read through and went, oh, God, there's just so much here that, you know, that you would want to go and see. Um, perhaps this is an unfair question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Do you have highlights, both of you perhaps, um, that uh, you're looking forward to? If you can't answer that, Melanie, in particular, I will understand. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, like to say, Neil, you can probably say if you have time off between your performances. Well, I, I, well, I, I, I really look forward to to the music. Um, there's some, there's some, some great, there's, there's some really good um, uh, musicians uh, coming to the Talking Horse, and I'm very excited because I'm doing the sound, so I can sit there and, and watch it. And I'm just... <laughs> wow. So there's some, some great, there's uh, Kate, Kate Carl's coming. There's, a, there's, a, there's some. Uh, uh, Aaron Jones is coming. He's a, a fantastic musicians and um, uh, and very entertaining um, uh, performers. Uh, really, I'm really looking forward to that in particular. Yeah, I would say um, there's just some fantastic musicians uh, lined up that we would be great to see, but so much else. And I think it's the it's the kind of festival that, as you say, Melanie, it, it gives you the opportunity to take a punt or maybe something that you're not familiar with. It's something I like to do if I go to any festival. I always try and at least go to one thing that I don't know anything about, but I'm intrigued by the poster or the title or, or you know, what, or, or the setup even, you know, like having the outdoor venue that moves around is something that really fascinates me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's something that I think is really exciting. 
yeah well it creates a buzz i think just just seeing the this huge tent in the middle of castle douglas or uh annan or, or, or the various Bustranrah and dumfries in the, in the park in dumfries just seeing it is it is enough to be, wow this is intriguing There's, there is something happening here yeah. uh so i think it'll it will it's like a magnet i think people will mm. will will come to will come to it i'm sure they will <laughs> be intrigued uh, absolutely with that in mind Melanie, how what's the kind of reaction you've had from the people you've asked to be involved? Has it been real excitement uh, across the board about kind of getting out there again? Definitely. I think there's been a lot of factors at play here. There's been the fact that there's this almost like there's this excitement to get back out and to be able to perform. But there's also that kind of feeling with some of the artists of, oh, I've not done this for a while and it's getting in front of a crowd again and it's sort of dusting off the cobwebs. And I think what we've really managed to do this year, which we're incredibly proud of, is everything that we're doing is, you know, we say safe in terms of COVID and safe in terms of the artists, et cetera, but it's also a very welcoming atmosphere for our artists to try to you know, get back out there, to be able to perform and gain their confidence again, to a welcoming, friendly audience and, you know, in an outdoor space um, with our support from our team. Um, but also through online, it's that level of being able to pre-record or do something online and kind of feel like there's a little bit of a, almost like a sort of gap there. So they kind of feel a little bit reserved. So it feels like a really nice, natural way to integrate back into performing in a theatre and being able to do that. So there's a real mix. Some are really excited and some are going, I'm looking forward to it, but I can't wait to dust off the cobwebs because I'm not quite sure. But I think Altogether, I think everyone's really, really excited just to get back out there after such a long, hard period of isolation. And I think that's what the festival says to me is that it's it's welcoming, it's inclusive, because that mix of being really excited to get back out, which you've both spoken about, but also for some people there will be still that nervousness, that um, apprehension or whatever. So... Um, it, it, it's, it allows everyone, whoever, whatever, however they're feeling to, you know, kind of uh, start to dip their toe back into the world of arts festivals yeah, again. Yeah. And that's really exciting to me. And, and clearly it's very exciting to both of you. It is. Our, our experience so far of, of, of having the venue is that people are, are, love it because it's a, it, it gives them a, a, a huge amount of confidence to, to, yeah. to watch in in safety you know they can watch stuff in safe in, in absolute safety uh so that that's what it's about really it's about building audience audiences confidence to come back to to see live things um you know sl slowly and carefully we'll, we'll 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 get them back in fantastic what a great way to finish well melanie and neil i found this a really uplifting uh, chat because it's absolutely what we've been waiting for you know since <laughs> since everything has been locked down so thank you very much for joining me it's a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. And um, all the best with the festival. And we will be back soon with someone completely different. Cheers. <laughs>